world, and welcome to Development Heaven. I'm your party boy, Vincent Marnelli. And I'm your wet and wild, wild stallion, Glenn Cagle. It's a design podcast where the two of us talk about development hell and the changes your favorite piece of media go through. Uh, Glenn, we're celebrating this week. We got a hell of a show for you folks. We're, we're celebrating what seven we episodes. Seven episodes, my man. I wish somebody would have told me. Would have brought my party hat. <laughs> Glenn, I figured now would be a good time to um, bring back a, a, a old classic. I think we called it... Shoot, Genuine what did concern? we call it? Genuine Concern, Genuine where concern. I ask you uh, what, how you're doing. Just like, <laughs> what's going on with you? Well, I'm... Uh, I can't complain. I'm doing fine. No thanks to you. Hmm? Uh, I'm actually recording this episode from uh, prison because... And how'd that happen? I don't know, Vincent. Why don't you tell me? (laughs) Because I got you for piracy. I know. I'm sorry. Vincent busted me for piracy in the last episode, and now I'm here in the state pen. But you're excited, right? You're excited to celebrate this week? Yeah. Yeah, I've got my little... I've got my confetti cannon... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pull it locked and loaded that, I feel like that's a that's a threat that would probably be confiscated defi- in a prison definitely contraband well I kept it yeah. in my prison wallet gotcha gotcha gross um, it's still in there so uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't so go I'll give off you the, in the middle of the episode yeah right I'll, uh, I'll give you the signal oh it's going off whenever it decides to I'm not <laughs> I can't you have no say in the matter it's in God's <laughs> hands now if it's my time to go, it's my time to go, Vince. <laughs> Great. Listen, oh, we got no. kind of a we got like a smorgasbord of an episode today. We got um double the bits, double the double the we're segments. All, we're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you you thought you had us, and then we double changed the it up segments, on you. Double the fall. <laughs> Listen, if you, I know you were excited to hear the two of us report poorly on one subject. Well, now you're hearing us report on four. So uh, we should probably just Abysmally, get into it. Yeah? I might add. Yep. <laughs> Let's hop right into this. Uh, All right. Who goes first, Glenn? You know what sound, you know what that means. We're, uh, it's wild card day. So we're just going to draw cards from this deck that I've truncated until one of us draws a wild card. Okay. Um, this is the deck that, I couldn't find my deck that still had the Jokers in it, so aces are wild in this deck, Vincent, just the way I like them. That's not quite right, but I'll go along with nope, you on this. it's right. It's right because I say it's right. I'll draw the first card. I have drawn a three. All right, Vincent, you're up. That's a two. All right. Uh, I also got a two. And that's a four. All right. And hey, there it is. I'm going first. That's an ace. Ah, uh, you did it. You wild, bastard. Wild, ace is wild. <laughs> Not quite, but hey, you go first this week. Hey, baby, I'm in prison. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. Uh, Anything but goes. In this but case, not... you goes first. Bruh. That was so bad. So. <laughs> that was such a shitty. I'm trying my hardest. All right, let's go. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about The Last of Us 2, part 2. Um, Did they really and, call it part 2? Uh, what went wrong? Yeah, it's called part 2 because they didn't want it to be like a sequel. They wanted it to be part of the same story, which okay. doesn't make sense at all. 
Um, <laughs> and we'll get right into that. Right. <laughs> uh, so this game had a six-year development cycle. So uh, it began in 2014. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes that's not – that doesn't seem – like, for a AAA game, like, especially a Naughty Dog game, that doesn't seem that long – I mean, it's long. It's long so. for sure, but it's my not ouch like more came from the. Uh, I've heard the, the fact stories. that they're in crunch the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Naughty Dog never leaves crunch. Uh, period. And we're gonna oh, talk about. We that should mention later. right. We should. We need to mention the Crunch Boys are back. Crunch Boys. Crunch Boys. Here we go. Talking about the things we like. The things we like. So Glenn. Um, so the game was announced in December of 2016. But it was delayed twice. Uh, you know, the second time delayed indefinitely. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was finally released on June nineteenth of twenty twenty. Is that correct? Should be. I mean, it was it was recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the subject of a lot of review bombing. Um, obviously, I mean, this, I'm just going through the stuff that people probably already know. Uh, mm-hmm. Critics really liked it. Audience did not. Most of the bad reviews were obviously bad uh, review bombing because they came out like as soon as the game came out so meaning people bought the game immediately reviewed it before they could play it Mm -hmm. um there were uh, a lot of that can be attributed to leaks that occurred on april 27th it's so Um, sad supposedly those were like hackers uh, that were responsible for that that wasn't like anything to do with the employees at Mm -hmm. naughty dog um yeah it's it's rough that game really had a lot of like key story elements that were going to just like you know, supposed to be big reveals. Um, but then there was a so period where you couldn't sucked. go on Twitter without knowing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Last of Us 1 was pretty morally gray and gritty, but this one's even more so. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to try to stay spoiler-free. Um, I will stay spoiler-free. That's a promise from me to you. Because <laughs> you haven't played but, the game, uh, <laughs> so you don't know the spoilers. Well, I, no, I looked up I, I looked up some stuff because I don't okay. plan on playing it. Um, right. I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I don't know if you're familiar with the story of the first one, Vincent. Are you? I am. Yeah. I okay. So love you, do you know how it's zombies? So I followed that game Cord- very closely. Cordyceps fungus. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite thing. Nice. Um, <laughs> so story-wise, the first one was a story mostly about love, obviously between mm-hmm. Joel and. Um, Ellie, uh, as sort of like he takes on this paternal relationship with her. Yeah, that game However, ushered in the the dadification of games, where for a while after yeah, that, totally. everybody wanted to hop on this dad craze. Yeah, dad of boy. Yeah, <laughs> make you a dad game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but uh, they kind of took that that um, really nice like connection that they had, and in the second one, it's just like gone. Like this is a story about hate. It's a story about vengeance. You know, as much as, as soft-hearted as the first one was, this one is just, like, completely in cold blood, you know, um, it's 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 a revenge story, mm-hmm. which, again, really interesting choice. I don't know if I would have gone there. Um, it seems that they that uh, they wanted to play it safe in some areas, but, like, did not in others. Uh, so, yeah, in, this, in, in um, Last of Us 2, they wanted uh, to make you really feel like you're... Um, you're not the good guy or at least you're not like you're not a um what's the thing a, a, a Christ figure or whatever the okay. archetype is 
yeah, yeah. yeah they don't want they don't want the main character to be that archetype so um when you like kill enemies they have the uh uh, the the other enemies will like scream their name like you know clearly in anguish, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is just one of those classic uh, naughty dog touches that they put on like every game. Mm-hmm. Um, you played Uncharted, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Big and time. you know how like when you, uh, you there's an example of like when you shoot the um, sacks of grain, like the individual kernels fall out and the grain and the sack like deflates, and it's like mm. not a, it's not a gameplay aspect. Like it's not like the the enemies are gonna trip over or anything. It's literally just like to make you feel more. Like the world is, you know, yeah, tangible. Yeah, with Naughty Dog, uh, the the devil is in the details. Um, in The Last of Us One, when you shine the flashlight in uh, Ellie's face, she like blinks and looks away. Hmm. You know, um, when you walk up to a wall and like kind of crouch behind it, they'll put their hand up on the wall, like as if they're creeping along it. You know, yeah. just things that like it's just you don't you don't even think about it like when you're playing the game it doesn't really change it in any way they could have totally not done that and you would have liked the game probably just as much (laughs) but it's Um, an immersion thing it's an immersion thing and naughty dog is all about that which is why their crunch culture is just so uh ghastly Mm. um yeah um speaking of which i I think something like 14 out of 20 of the designers the not the not the lead designers but like the other designers that are listed in the credits of uncharted 4 uh quit after Uncharted 4 was released. Oh, that's unfortunate. 14 out of 20. Jeez. Yeah. And they... I think they have... They like, um, Dude, this company's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they People come in wearing masks. Like, this is before Corona. People would come in wearing masks if they had a cough so that they could keep working. Yeah. People tend to leave this company whenever they get married... Because they finally have somebody to tell them that it's not healthy to go in. That is wrong. From like what you're doing nine a.m. to like twelve to like twelve midnight every single day and weekends. Damn. Like, yeah. You game um, developers are another breed, man. It's the thing about like it's just what it's like. Oh, I'm doing what I love. You know, why do I need to take a break? If this is <laughs> yeah. If this is what I want to do anyway. Yeah. And. uh yeah, it, it, I, th- I feel like Naughty Dog is kind of predatory in that way because they intentionally hire people who are who have that sort of moral fiber where they can work long hours and, and really get into it. But I And really me, just to, take advantage of them. Yeah, okay, that's what I was about to say. I, was about to, I thought we were going to debate this. Um, hmm. and it was gonna, but no, yeah, it looks like we agree. They are just taking advantage of people um, that, have, that are you know, willing to do that. Hmm. Uh, they serve dinner at their office, which is just like... <laughs> Jeez, oh. just don't do that. Yeah, Make them send let them people home. Leave. Uh huh. It sounds like prison. Well, they are. That's a, that's the thing. It's like, oh, you're allowed to go home, but it's like <laughs> you're not going to. You know. Uh, hmm. What was I gonna say? Uh, I think that the company Clay Entertainment has like a quota. Like you can't work more than a certain amount. They'll send you home. Um, and they make some. Most some companies have games. that. Yeah. Like don't starve and stuff like that. Mm. Um, really a big fan of Clay Entertainment. Don't starve uh, is a game. You made that sound like it was a command. It both. <laughs> it's, it's both. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, another thing, like they when they move the deadline, like they did for Uncharted Two, is just it's so it just makes it so much worse. You know, it's uh, yeah. because. Um, oh, I was reading an article, and they like they're like. Oh, the term release date is so poetic for the employees at Naughty Dog 
because <laughs> it's the date that they will be released. <laughs> oh, it's like a slam poetry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's funny though. I mean, it's it is kind of true. Like I've totally been in a situation where like a teacher's giving me an assignment like in college, and they were like, uh, and they moved the, the the due date back, and it's like I I hate you. Don't move mm-hmm. the due date back because I will find more things to do in that time. Like everyone that's ever done anything creative knows that it's not really finished until you're told it's finished. So you kind of have to be told it's done. So originally in Last of Us Part One, it was going to be uh, it, they had the working title Mankind, and it was sort of a play on words because they were going to have the Cordyceps fungus only affect women. So uh, you're playing as Joel, who finds the only woman left on Earth. And you have to huh. bring her to safety. Yeah. Um, which would have been really interesting. In fact, there's yeah. a game that may have been inspired if, by that original concept called Lisa. That in does, which it's that, exactly the same story. Right. You told me about uh, Lisa. You play as yeah. A, yeah, yeah. You play as a guy who finds the only girl left on Earth. Um, and that one works pretty well because it's like the story is about protecting her from all the horrors in a world that's only men, you know, bound to die. Like these people Mm -hmm. are just living out their lives until they perish. Um, and, and the world, you know, and humanity's done. So, you know, a bunch of people with nothing left to lose. It's, it makes for a really interesting story and and a really interesting universe. The problem in last of us was that it's a zombie game. So the enemies that you're killing are only women infected with the fungus. And it just, and, and it just turns into this misogynistic thing where he plays a, as a neck beard shooting, you know, women in the face. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> no. So they changed that one real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, a, it, it would have been interesting, but I think, I think uh, Lisa did it way better in the second one. They, it, uh, and I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. Like the dance scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, that dance, originally that dance scene was supposed to be playable. <laughs> which okay. was which would have been really cool. They yeah. were they had this uh, th- that free roaming thing. Like apparently it would have made so much more sense because they were we're gonna have it in this um, first scene as well, where you uh, you can roam about the town while the dance is going on before going. Um, and so they were kind of gonna expound on Ellie's character as like an introvert. You know, if she's kind of deciding does she want to go or not. Uh, she knows her crush is gonna be there. Um, so she gets a little bit scared and you can like mix drinks and like, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a lot of like fun things to interact with. You can like scare yeah. kids like, uh, and chase them around and stuff like that. It's really cute. Um, it's kind of cruel. And then you go to the dance and I don't know, For maybe you play like game. a rhythm game. Yeah. Okay. I think it would have been awesome. It's like that. Sta- mm-hmm. Like we were talking about the, the, the hero's journey a lot on this podcast. It's kind of yeah. like that status quo, you know, like every hero's journey starts with a certain status quo before the call to action. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess they did kind of do that, but they delivered it with a cutscene, which is you know like I, fine, I guess. But uh, I think it'd been cool to play that part. I don't want to do too much hating on uh, Last of Us Two or Naughty Dog. Um, it's pretty topical. Uh, it's so you know you can make yeah. Your don't let our opinions it, sway you. Live yep. your own life. Yep. Glenn, for my first topic, I'm also talking about zombies. So that's a fun little bit of synergy we got working for us. Yeah, but are yours fungus zombies? I wish. You know, I'm talking about World War Z. World War Z would have been so much better oh. if it was fungus zombies. Okay, but tell me, what do you like about fungus zombies? Like, I'm just curious. 
Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like fungus. And I like zombies. And I like those two things separately. And so together, it's like a dream come true. Okay. So you're thinking, so when you say you like fungus, I imagine you like, you're saying like, oh, you like a nice portobello mushroom in your salad. Hell yeah. So what you're thinking is like, in the zombie apocalypse, you'd be set because you can just shoot a zombie Cut and the fungus it, off be tasty. and then put it in a salad. It'd probably be gross, but I could, I bet. Um, yeah. Also, fungus zombies just freak me out a little bit because that's the closest thing to, you know, real zombies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The cordyceps fungus from Last of Us was actually based on a real fungus that, like, turns insects into zombies. Yeah, it's like things that ants get. I don't know. I, like... I went through a whole zombie thing and it would have had to be middle school, but I was buck wild about them. Couldn't get enough of those dang old zombies. And that's actually part of <laughs> um, what I wanted to talk about today. Did you ever read World War Z? Like, are you familiar with the source material at all? Uh, uh, I've like, this is dumb. I've actually read like comparisons of the movie and the book. So I've never ah. read or watched either. But I, <laughs> I, Okay. But, but I, you're still I, invested. Watched, like, I'm still invested, yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a shitty adaptation of the book. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, so I think, if I remember correctly, in the book, World War Z, they wanted to... Um, the, the author really wanted to highlight, like, the the system, like, government, like, what, how yeah. the government's responding to this, because mm-hmm. no other... Um, no other zombie material seems to do this. You know, they just focus on the people getting trod on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was written by Max Brooks, who did a lot of, like, zombie stuff. He's, he's the son of Mel Brooks, like, the, the comedy guy. Oh, really? Max Brooks wrote all the zombie uh, uh, books. And for a really long time, like, longer than I would care to admit, I took them as uh, nonfiction he wrote a book that i had in middle school called like the zombie apocalypse survival guide i should actually look up what it's called i think i've heard of that i think i've actually seen that it's just called yeah uh the zombie survival back when i was in scouts there was a um uh this like spoof merit badge that you could get called like zombie apocalypse survival or something like that and i think they based it off that book i had the same one nice yeah so we might have both been there we it's very likely we could have i uh (laughs) yeah in like middle school so yeah this is definitely actually what set me down this path there was a like an optional spoof merit badge that um was about zombie survival and the guy that was teaching it was like listen if you're into this sort of thing check out max brooks zombie survival guide and i i mean i took that as a guide to life in middle school which yeah, totally. would be would do a good job explaining how I turned out now, you know, if that was my nonfiction. But uh-huh. it, it was a hard day for me when I looked on the back and I saw that it was labeled as a comedy, <laughs> <laughs> as a comedy book. Well, it wasn't too funny. It, not for me. No, it was heartbreaking. You know, I and I still think about sometimes, you know, when you're like awake at, at night thinking about the things that you regret saying. One of my big ones was the amount of times I tried to convince people that, you know, hey, you better take this book seriously. <laughs> Ugh, it's That's the worst. awesome, dude. Yeah. Anyway, 
World War Z uh, was written it, like the style. It's like it's a journalist reporting on the events that like had happened following the apocalypse, like apocalypse had yeah, yeah. ended and he's reporting on it. It's a good book. It is. And so the fact that the Brad Pitt one is just sort of a bland, faceless movie with zombies in it and it's just, just the name. Movie, yeah. yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, it was lame. Um, another I, complaint. I, I, Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but like in the book, weren't the zombies like slow and weak? And like the the writer, the author wanted it to make it so that you could um, there was so that the zombie apocalypse is our fault. Sort of yeah. like you know it, these zombies are so easy to take care of, but we just didn't. And uh, in the movie, they the zombies are like fast. Mm-hmm. There were so it was like really there's a lot of really themes in the book. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So besides that dashed in the movie there really were like that might have been the first time i saw fast zombies so you know they were you out so much they were cool in that regard i wanted to like the movie man i really did uh but i couldn't bring myself the classic zombie the classic zombie has rigor mortis so he's like really rigid and can't move Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is like they're easy in singles but in in hordes they're deadly do you have any idea how many dead people there are there's so many so many dead people I don't know, man. <laughs> what would we call zombies in our universe? You know how like every universe has like a weird name for zombies, like yeah, like, like tweakers, tweakers or walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, um, how about? Did you say flicker? I think they're called clickers in. Um, oh, clickers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of clickers in uh, Last of Us, right? How about flickers? Like flickers? with an F. Okay. Yeah, flicker. Is it because they like? Is it because they like flicker? Like they have like lights behind their eyes or something that turn on and off? No. <laughs> Usually, it's related to something in the universe, right? It could be, uh, but no. Okay. How about we just call them zombies? You know, the it's weird dumb. thing. <laughs> the, the, I've always felt like the weird thing about having the. Um, you know, a special name for zombies in the universe. It means that the idea of zombies hadn't existed in that universe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. It's, it's like, like a weird uh, world building. Walking thing. Dead. Yeah, but like, I I get it more in the um in the Last of Us games where it's kind of a unique thing. But when it's just a straight up like pop culture zombie, why not just yeah call them that? Because that's I, I don't know. Probably branding. Are you, are you would calling be the out the Walking Dead? I don't like The Walking Dead that much. I've never watched it. I mean, I never really had an interest in it. Zombies <laughs> we... aren't really my thing. I, I, okay, I watched iZombie. I really liked iZombie, but it's okay. a comedy. It's not yeah. a zombie movie. Yeah, it's not. Um, so there were a lot of complaints about World War Z, right? We know this. But one of the bigger ones this is the the ending is like super anticlimactic. There's a lot of action sequences, spoiler you know, that are alert. Spoiler alert for World War Z. You don't care. Nobody cares about it. Um, there's a lot of interesting action sequences that are, you know, made up for the movie. But you see Brad Pitt go through all these, and then in the end, he's just kind of like walking around a hospital and not fighting anybody. And he cracks okay. open an ice cold Pepsi and takes a big swig of that. Okay. And, and that's sort of just the ending. Like he figures out how to not get killed by the zombies and so he just stops which is it's they don't attack sick people so you just stay sick 
so yeah he injected himself with like the flu virus um anyway i mean it's so bad (laughs) well no this but the stakes were he didn't know which virus would be deadly and which one wouldn't be but no he was just fine and he took a big swig of pepsi and it was everything turned out okay so he had to like he had to like take the inject like inoculate himself with flu or some virus not knowing whether it would kill him or not and it was just like a 50 50 yeah well isn't that just epic yeah, just super fun, super... And so, apparently There's the There's a ending, way to do that. There's a way to do that, like, ending where it was like, oh, was it all for naught? Like, but that's <laughs> not how you do it. But no, in the end, he finds everything. He finds the cure, and then all the zombies die. Which is weird, because they really wanted to make a sequel out of this. Um, yeah, so the fact they that made, they... But they made a cure instead. Yeah, the fact that they figured out how to do it is... Well, it's strange. Anyway. Yeah. That was You know what I really like? Yeah. What I really like is that sort of like rebuilding. Um, oh, you know, totally, I, dude. Not so, much yeah. the zo- not so much the zombie apocalypse, but like the next generation where we're like, okay, we're actually going to, you know, so they don't find a cure. They build up, they like, I don't know, they build a wall or something mm-hmm. and they're just trying to like rebuild society while the zombies are are still like, you know, out there. Yeah, that stuff rules. That's, that's what I'm into. Unfortunately, that a lot of times just turns into like YA like dramas. Like <laughs> it's, it's a the good setup. Yeah. Anyway, if you'd believe it, that ending with the Pepsi is actually a reshoot because originally... It's a Pepsi um, commercial. It's a Pepsi commercial because Brad Pitt was supposed to actually fight zombies in the end and it was going to be an action set piece. So the plan was that there was this whole big zombie battle and it was going to be set in Russia. Part of World War Z is that it's like all over the place. They're flying everywhere and something always goes wrong because there's zombies... Uh, but it's all over the shop. And in the end, it was going to be in Russia, and it was just going to be Brad Pitt fighting just a whole lot of zombies. And it was like, in the wiki, they describe it as like, it was this big hero moment. Um, but okay, they had to change the scene because they ran into issues with the, uh, with the police. So they flew to Budapest, actually, to shoot this Russian scene. I don't know. I mean, it's... There are a lot okay. of the movie sure. was shot in uh england and scotland okay and so for the russia scene they flew to budapest uh and when they came in they flew in all of their like props their prop guns uh, in this private aircraft and they all got it mm-hmm. stored in this uh hungarian warehouse uh, apparently though they hadn't registered the 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 prop guns they hadn't registered the prop guns with the Hungarian anti-terrorism organization. Oh so the government goes in and is like, hey, can't do that. And so they confiscate the guns. And as they're doing nice. this, they realize that all 85 of these prop guns that they ordered were just real, regular guns in perfect working order. What? They were using... And so for and they just, all they of just the shooting... Well, yeah, I mean... Prop guns sometimes, and I, I, it obviously would be the case here, is that they're 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 disabled. Yeah, but they would be, you know, they aren't supposed to work. They take out all the parts that that make it work. The thing about that, like, okay, so for a historical movie, yeah, you get like, you know, you 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 find a a Luger online for like a World War II movie. You find a Luger, Mm -hmm. and then you buy it, and then you take out uh, all the mechanisms. Uh, But for like a modern movie. 
Like there's plenty of prop just guns. Just use prop you know, guns, yeah. Weight and everything, and they're just mm-hmm. solid. That's the thing; they mm-hmm. don't have any moving parts. Yeah. Maybe it clicks when you pull the trigger, but that's it. But yeah. uh, that wasn't good enough know. for it's... the World War Z team. They so were they firing blanks or were they just not firing anything? They weren't. I mean, they wouldn't have post. been loaded. But there's obviously a problem in shooting your movie with just real guns. Yeah. Brad Pitt walks off with one of them. He takes it home. He's like, "Oh shoot." <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't way, be... He looks really bad in this. Yeah, it's Can I not say his... that? Can I say it's... that he looks gross? It's not his best hair. Yeah. His best hair, facial hair combo. Anyway, so... Wow, that's a disaster. <laughs> their guns were confiscated, uh, and they had to redo the scenes, and that's why it ended up... They flew to China without their prop guns and shot... Um, the dumb hospital scene and a, a, a big and, part uh, of this and and brad pitt's just doing finger guns the whole time <laughs> you know part of why they flew to china is because um they lost a lot of money through the reshoots and this lawsuit that was put on them by you know the hungarian government and so they just were like all right so how do we get our money back they so they stoked the um the chinese movie market and the, the the easiest way to get that chinese movie money is to just shoot scenes in china and then talk about how nice china is oh, and yeah. if you do that in in a in an american movie it'll like make more money in china the transformers do that, that all the sense. time yeah anyway uh like i said there was like Overwatch. a whole lawsuit with the hungarian government and eventually it was dropped get this because they couldn't figure out where the fault was. Like, who... They couldn't find the identity of who messed it Jeez. up so bad. It was such a cluster that they were like, whatever, just just, just get out of our country, just do, please. Just do better next time. Just do better next time. And they gave them a slap on the wrist, and then uh, they released a bad movie. You stinkers. <laughs> and you don't stinkers. you come back. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I don't like World War Z that much. Okay, so um, how about this? Zombies, yeah. blood. Yes. Blood. Okay. Shark attack. Shark attack jaws. Yeah, that's pretty much there. Okay. Um, okay. World War We're Z was jaws. a popcorn movie, uh, so you probably could have just done that. Listen, who am I to judge? You know, I'm just going to let you... What even... What even? Why would you even say that? I'm sorry. First you no, put me I, in prison, and now I'm sorry. I won't okay, do it again. Whatever. Continue. Uh, Jaws, everyone's favorite, mandating great white. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> have I told my opinion on Jaws? Here. No, tell me. I I don't really have much to talk about here. I just have a few fun facts. Well, that's what we want today. Um, it's a celebration. I don't like movies where, and Jaws is responsible for these movies, where it's a animal or a just a force of nature with an agenda, you know, uh, where you a have... Shark is only attacking black people. Yeah, a shark that will, you know, go out of its way to murder people in cold blood when that's just not really what sharks do. I saw this really great post earlier that was like, um, uh... People, there's this like enigma that sharks are evil and dolphins are good, mm-hmm. but dolphins have like, but sharks have like no like um, cognitive ability, so they're yeah. just animals. 
and but they're dolphins a true have neutral. some cognitive ability. Right. So even if there's only one evil dolphin, there are still more evil dolphins than sharks. Like sharks like don't a, have the capacity to be evil. It's like true neutral versus lawful evil. That's the dichotomy of shark versus dolphin. You, you think dolphins, the dolphins are, are lawful? Evil? Dolphins are bastards, dude. Don't don't try to tell me that there's only one evil one. They're all bad. But they make you swim faster in Minecraft. Is that what dolphins do in Minecraft? I haven't played. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Recently, I've seen you know I've seen them, but I thought they were just there. They're kind of just there, but if you swim next to them, they give you dolphins grace enchantment or um, hmm. effect status effect, which makes you swim faster. You know, I saw commercials like as a kid for places in Florida or wherever where you get to go and swim with dolphins. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I thought that would have been great, but knowing they, they what like I know now, in the ribs and yeah, like kill you. That's that seems like. Yeah. Thank God I didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> manatees are cool though. Sea I love cows. manatees. I used to donate to like manatees. a adopt a manatee foundation. Honestly, I Aww. haven't messed with my um with that bank account that that one was under, so I could still be donating to manatees today. Well, you aren't you the villain for not donating to manatees? <laughs> yeah, manatees are cool. Hey, hey, when are we gonna stop talking about donating to manatees and start talking about donating to humanities? Whoa. That was Sorry, good. That was dumb. Let's No, that was, was good. It? Write that down actually. <laughs> so so this is back to our classic uh, director, Stevie Spielberg. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, one one of the greats. Um him and George Lucas were big buds and um that's kind of what I want to talk about. So right. when they were making Jaws, when when Spielberg was making Jaws, he um I don't know if you know this, but they they actually like made a shark. They made a they made several um Sharks. Like animatronic uh, shark. Yeah. Animatronic sharks. And yeah. they all look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just like not in, in Spielberg when he saw this, uh, rather than just like giving up, he was like, uh, he was like, well, you know, we can work around this rather than him saying like, uh, you know, oh, well, I'll just film like a bad shark and uh-huh. you know, that'll be it. He said, we just won't show the shark. And yeah, so now I we get that. the iconic, like when anyone thinks of Jaws, like the first thing they think of is the, the, the classic theme and the, um, the fin in the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what kind of, kind of spawned that like pop culture, you know, it's in a lot of TV shows and a lot of other references where they have the fin in the water and the, uh, and that little, dun-na. yeah, dude. Uh, you know, that's I just like, love references. that, that was a, that recording session took like one minute. <laughs> that Somebody came in me. with a French. Some dude came in with a French horn and played an yeah. uh, ascending half step, <laughs> and that was it. And then they they literally just like uh, played that like clip of the that interval, mm-hmm. just like at a faster pace. <laughs> like they like, yeah, they just repeated that that segment over and over again. If it ain't um, broke, he got paid for it, you know. Yep. Um, and now it's super iconic. Uh, so you know. That combined with the fact that they, the the shark sucked, makes mm-hmm. like you know one of the biggest uh, pop culture elements of all time. That shark had a name, um, didn't it? The animatronic shark. You know, I think it did. Yeah. It was Bruce. It was Bruce, and that is it, that's why it was called. Um, that's why Bruce the the shark in Finding Nemo was called Bruce, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, I Bruce say. Yeah, man. It was because like the people uh, who made it like were big into development. 
for the rest of the episode, we will refer to the shark as Bruce. I will take... It's kind uh, of... kind of. I will not take any questions. Kind of ridiculous of us not to call him by his name. I mean, he has a name. <laughs> it is rude, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, How's Bruce doing so now? So the fact... That, I think he's uh, probably, probably in did. somebody's like collection. Yeah, I would hope so. He's like cut in half, I'm pretty sure. It's like they have a left side and a right side that they film separately. There's no way that sort of, what would it be? Like a resin skin? There's no way that would hold up after all these years, oh, no. right? No. Okay. Well, unless they, maybe they coated it in something. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was uh, one of the first ever like blockbusters. Yeah. This was released in, in 1975. So it was like one of the first ever films that just like made a ton of money. And um, it was the highest grossing film of all time uh, up until the release of Star Wars in 1977. Cool. Uh, right. Shortly thereafter. And mm-hmm. that's actually what I want to talk about is like, uh, you know, um, Spielberg, when, you know, made something out of nothing with the shark or literally made something out of never showing the shark. Uh-huh. Um Whereas uh, George Lucas just kind of did the opposite where he had um, uh, in Star Wars, you know, he, he did the best he could with what he had, but he was just never satisfied with it. And, you know, right. if you look up Star Wars now, there's so many different cuts of it with like at different levels of animatronics and, and yeah. you know, every episode or not, not, rather, not animatronics, but rather special um, editions. Yeah. CGI. You know, I, and I think, yeah, that first Star Wars is it's a lot of it's a lot of sharks sure but it kind of nails that aesthetic that is subsequently ruined by the special editions where it, it's supposed yeah. it looks grimy but you take it that it's supposed to look grimy you know yeah totally totally yeah um man we're still talking about star wars <laughs> people are gonna be talking about star wars for like the next century yeah so i don't know there's like kind of a loose connection between jaws and um Star Wars, but that's what I wanted to bring up is that, like you, you know sometimes you just gotta let a good thing stand you know, like uh, and, and newer doesn't always mean better, and I, we talked about on the sci-fi episode with uh, the um, what's his name I don't know the guy that did the filming in Firefly sending back the lens the expensive lenses and buying cheaper ones right yeah it's kind of the same deal it's like you know i just googled what happened to the shark from jaws he apparently spent a very long time in a scrapyard which is sad but he will now uh bruce is heading to the academy museum where he will be uh accepted to the collection i'm looking up that's according to npr i'm looking at the people also ask section of google and the top one is did they use real sharks in jaws um glenn did no they? i don't think so are you sure there's a, a i don't I, there might have been like some cut some like b-roll or something yeah. i don't know i haven't seen it in a long time so i don't know my little brother went through this weird period where he and you know i did this too as a kid where you get a movie you know uh-huh. and then that's like the movie you watch all the time i think for me it was lion king for a while i watched okay. lion king a lot okay. for david my little brother David at like eight, it was Jaws, and he just and he watched just, Jaws like, knew all everything the time. About Jaws. Yes, yeah, he could like say all the lines. He was a uh, okay. Is okay. there a word for fans of Jaws? You think? Like Bruce Boys. 
Um, biters. Biters. I like it. Has anybody done a zombie name based on biter? That's That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, that's pretty good. If we make a zombie game, that'll be what they're called. Okay, cool. How about... Um, Crunchers. I was, yeah, Crunchers. Crunchers. Crunchers is good. Cool. Fitting. Mm. That's basically the fun fact that I had. So okay, it's you know, this one was, you know, it's not always. It's a fun fact with a purpose. <laughs> with purpose an agenda. Being that with a message. The message yeah. being, don't don't mess with old stuff. You hear that, George? We're coming for you, buddy. You know, there's a lot of I'm like. All, I'm all. Uh, never mind. Never mind. That's dumb. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with B movies, you know, like B horror movies, is yeah, that like movies about bees. Like movies about scary bees. The problem with a horror movie with like no budget is that they still try to show off effects like a Star Wars, but it's so shitty that yeah. it doesn't come out. If they would just yeah, it's like you can do a job. You can build so much suspense with just yeah. music. Yeah. All right, so for our final thing today, uh, uh, like I said, I wanted this to be a celebration, so I'm celebrating our first two episodes where I talked about Mario. first child. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So again, I'm talking about Mario. It would have made sense for me to talk about Super Mario 64 uh, because that's sort of the... our 64th episode. 64th episode, but it's sort of that transition, you know, where it was like, this is the next big thing that Mario did. I'm instead going to talk about the canceled sequel to Super Mario 64, which went under the working title of Super Mario 128. Um, that's bad. <laughs> no, it's really good. As a guy who's really into Powers of Two, I can officially tell you that's bad. No, it's so good. Listen, I okay, so maybe you don't get it, um, but 64 is, uh, so if you do that times two, it's actually 128. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. No, but do you yeah. see that connection there? So it would Yeah, it's like two to the fifth and then two to the sixth. Yeah, I get it. Do you remember when um there was like a lot of rumors for the Xbox back when three sixty was the was was you know, I was in middle school for that, so that's when everybody talked about Xbox. And it was always like the next one's gonna be Xbox seven twenty. Seven twenty, yeah. Totally. We're all looking forward to the seven twenty, and then they just called it Xbox One. Which is the worst name because now it I can't really, talk about the original Xbox. Yeah, it's so bad. I they couldn't have chosen a worse one except for Xbox One X or whatever they called the the follow up. PS One, PS Two, PS Three. It's that easy. <laughs> I really their naming conventions are so much better. And don't don't even get me started on Nintendo. <laughs> They're all over the place. They're just all over the shop. Anyway, I am talking about Nintendo today. Um, so Super Mario sixty four made that jump into into 3d and it was highly acclaimed for it and so obviously they wanted to do a sequel and nintendo does that a lot today where they'll just use the same engine make a sequel it makes sense you know especially if the first one is really successful and you, you know they did that later with like um even even on the 64 the ocarina of time zelda ocarina of time and then majora's mask same engine but you know, it's it's the same thing. So they wanted to do that, but they were planning on putting Super Mario 128 actually on the Nintendo 64 disk drive. So the 64 was uh, a cartridge-based. They mm-hmm. made an attachment called okay. the 64 disk drive. 
Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to rival um, Sony because Sony was doing, you know, their discs and people were like, Nintendo, Nintendo, what are you going to do? And they were like, hey, we'll do that too. And so they release, uh, they release the disc drive in Japan and it flops yeah. really hard because nobody understood it. The marketing was really bad. Nobody bought the disc drive. They didn't really go into discs until the GameCube, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's weird about the GameCube is that the discs are small. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I don't know. Because the thing about, like, like when you think about, like, records, like, they can mm-hmm. come in any size, but you can't really do that with a disc. Like, you, once you pick a size, you have to stick to it. Yeah. Anyway. And I don't think I don't think they saved that much money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, they are kind of all over the shop uh, sometimes. Anyway, Disc Drive didn't do well. And there's a lot of canceled games I actually have on my list of, of topics that are just like, this was the planned uh, sequel, or this was a spinoff, or whatever, and it, it was planned for the Disc Drive, and it just didn't happen, because the Disc Drive didn't happen. Hmm. And so there's, there's a lot of games like that. It just shut them down. Just shut the them right down. Anyway, the Super Mario 128 name was so good that they couldn't just get rid of it. They reused it for a tech demo. <laughs> For the GameCube, isn't that the, isn't that the the express purpose of a uh, working title is that you can like talk about it and not get it confused with other things? Uh, no. So, uh, <laughs> GameCube uh, at the 2001 Space World event, uh, Nintendo was like showing off their hardware uh, for the GameCube, and so they released this uh, a demo. And I, I I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I've wanted to do tech demos for a really long time. Okay. Uh, I just think that it's fun talking about what they looked like before they became a full game. Yeah, yeah. So what the 128 tech demo looked like was it starts off with a just like a 2D Mario sprite, you know, the one where he's jumping, and then it zooms uh-huh. in, and each pixel is like a box. And uh, Oh, like voxels. Yeah, yes. Yes. But then those voxels all transform into little marios until eventually there are 128 little shitty looking mario sprites standing on this platform and dumb it's so good and they're just standing around and they're just looking like not good mario sprites and they're you know they're walking and you can like control marios and like kick other marios around slap them off a cliff like is there a way to tell which one you control yeah it the, the camera zooms in on them um oh okay okay yeah and you can like that Another still sounds awful. <laughs> well, let's agree to disagree on that. Uh, you can actually look it up if you want to. There's like footage of it. It it honestly it does look really bad, but it's it's I really like the idea. Oh. Anyway, it I mean for a tech demo, it was impressive. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And there was actually, and you won't believe this because you've been chitting on it the whole time, but there was a lot of hype around it. Oh, I, I'm sure there was. I was just joking. Um, yeah. I said it was probably not fun to play as 100 Marios. Right. Um, well, people had fun, apparently. The tech demo, yeah. it's so weird. Um, so anyway, people were excited. Um, unfortunately, instead of that, they made Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube. So I, I like the aesthetic a lot. It's like that beachy island time like that jimmy buffett ass yeah, aesthetic totally. you know and and the gameplay is interesting the um 
you get like this water spout thing that's like a backpack and you use it to do interesting platforming stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I could complain about it, it's going to sound nitpicky, uh, but my only problem is that there's only one Mario when I was promised. I I mean, honestly, so many more, you know, honestly, irresponsible of them not to come through on their promise for 128 Mario's. And, you know, even Miyamoto said, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of Mario's dad, uh, he he specifically said, like, it was good. Mario's mom, actually. (laughs) He's, He's actually said that. He's Bowser Jr.'s mom. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mario's dad. Not sure how that works. Like, what is he like an <laughs> uncle to one of them and an aunt to the other? I we don't we stopped asking questions a long time ago. It's tough to say. That man is an enigma. He even said that he, you know, wanted to return to the Mario 128 concept because Sunshine was really Wait. more of a revisitation to 64 more than it was like a groundbreaking sequel in the way that 64 was. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly. This reminds me of the disappointment I felt when I ordered um, an Xbox 360 and I only came with one Xbox. <laughs> because honestly, how dare they? Yeah, I was promised 360 Xboxes. You know, it's like when deliver. you, um, <laughs> it's like like marketing like shovelware games that are meant to confuse parents into buying, you know, the super plumber bros. It's like, just bad. What? It's, you know, it's... Oh, I see. It's deceitful. Like, like, parents buy it thinking it's going to be Mario. Yeah. That's hilarious. It really... It's it's shameful the way that Xbox handles their business. Steve... Wait, it's not Steve Jobs. Who is it? Bill Gates. Billiam Gates. <laughs> uh, anyway... So for the next couple of years, people would ask Miyamoto and, and, and Reggie and, you know, other execs like, hey, so when's uh, when's when's it coming? You know, when's 128 coming out? And so they they kept saying like, oh, it's, you know, we're pushing it back, but it's going to come. And then eventually it was like, oh, it might not, you know, it's not on the GameCube, but it'll be on the next one. Mm-hmm. And eventually they used that engine to make Super Mario Galaxy. So... Still only one Mario, but it used that gravity effect that they had. Uh, so, you know, it's one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, they also, and I mean, that engine didn't go to waste. It was used for, you know, that whole concept became Pikmin. Uh, the Pikmin games. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. Where it's, you know, you're controlling this this massive little guys. But, um, you know, if I could have my way... Mm-hmm. I would have tried to convince Miyamoto that 128 Mario's is the way to go. Uh, in fact, if you'd like, I figure we could, I don't know, travel back in time and <laughs> uh, try to convince him. Okay. Um, do you have the clicker or, or do I? Cause I'm I sitting think I lo- on it. Okay, good. Because uh, I, I couldn't fit that one in my prison wallet too, right? <laughs> Boo. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so here we go. We're going back to 2001 uh, to try to convince Miyamoto that don't make Pikmin, just make a lot of Marios, you know? Uh, But I I don't really have anything against Pikmin. I don't either. But I think Pikmin are cute. I would like it better. (laughs) And play with me here. I would like it better if it was Marios, wouldn't you? It'd definitely be something to talk about, yeah. So yeah, let's go and let's go and change history. Vincent. All right, I press the button. 
So how would you, Glenn, pitch this game? Like, what would you want the gameplay to be? Should you speak English? <laughs> um, There's a I, massive flaw in our plan here. You know, I've seen him in interviews. I realistically, there's probably a translator. Um, a translator but, app on our clicker. Well, no, but both of us have very expressive faces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll nail it. We'll I nail think it. he'll understand. So, Miyamoto-san, uh, we have this pitch for you. Glenn, what's the pitch? Um. I know you're thinking about little aliens right now. Forget them. Drop them. Forget them. Nobody, Nobody understands aliens. Nobody, yeah. What? Aliens? I mean, gross. Uh, let's 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 have some Marios. You know that tech mm-hmm. demo that you made with all the, the 128 Marios? That would do so much better. This got me thinking, like, you. how about... I do like the style of gameplay that you get in a Pikmin game where it's like this lead controlling this mass of little guys to do various tasks. But in a game where it's 128 Marios, who would lead? You know, who would be the all-amar? Okay. So you'll play like as Shiggy. Okay, okay. And you'll be walking around with 128 little red men falling Mm -hmm. right behind you. How big... How big are these Marios compared to uh, Miyamoto, you think? How tall is Miyamoto? Like, I don't know. You know, human size. Human size. Okay, so they're like... Are we talking about like ankle size or like... like I'm the, talking like, like... Like a small yeah. mouse? Like like ankle size. I think okay. that's good. Little ankle size Marios. Uh, and he's got... The, and they all just kind of like crowd around you at your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, we could also mix it up. We could have some Luigi's in there. That would be... You know, you know, multiplayer. One person plays as Shiggy, and another person plays as um, someone else. A different person, uh, or or Shiggy too. And you have uh, there's like a Reggie DLC. There you go. Where you download, uh, you can Reginald. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a texture swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So you don't have to make like a whole new model. You just get that kind of the 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 3D skin and put it over right Miyamoto's body stretch it right over okay so the tasks we get them to do you know if we do include like a luigi we could also do this is less work for them agreed i mean yeah because they've already made the mario tech demo yeah yeah and you just make them green and that's luigi (laughs) yeah and easy enough that you could also add wario and waluigi you know and they would have their own gameplay mechanics to them wario's a heavier Mario. Mario's big, real stinky, and Luigi is um, got long arms. Or while Luigi's got long arms. That's true. That's true. Um, so what if well, Luigi can jump? Right, like that's his. Luigi, thing. Yeah, he got he he got ups. Good for him. <laughs> wish it, wish it, wish it was me. What does Miyamoto want these Mario's to do for him? Is it like help out around the house? Is it like a housework simulator? Yeah, okay. Is it programming okay, video that. games? Do you get the Marios to program other Mario games? They're each one standing on its own an individual key on the keyboard and they're just hopping up and down. I like it. Okay, okay. Um This is solid. And because we're trying to convince uh uh, uh Miyamoto, then telling him that it's Maybe we less can do his housework. Him, yeah. Maybe we can do his housework so we can work on this. Okay, I like it. I, I 
wouldn't mind. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's, he seems very organized. Yeah. What about, we need mechanics, you know, we need, we need gimmicks. Yeah. So are the, are the Mario's going to be expendable? Like the, um, Pikmin kind of? Mm, Yes. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable. Okay. Well, think about it. Mario already has like a weird relationship with death. Yeah. He has many lives. He has a lot of lives. Does he have a soul is a question that Super Mario Odyssey raises. Isn't there like a ghost or something? Yeah. Because there are ghosts in Mario. Are those ghosts the souls of dead Mushroom Kingdom? It doesn't matter. Aren't the blocks, aren't the blocks, um, like, that Mario's breaking? They're like Mushroom Kingdom citizens that got turned into bricks. Yeah, something like that. And Mario just breaks them with impunity. We should do that thing again where we... You know we... what? I feel perfectly comfortable using Mario as an expendable. <laughs> Me a, too. He's a, he sucks. He's a rat bastard. Yeah. Uh, here's what we should do, Glenn. Let's do that thing again where we count to three and add a gameplay element. We need a name for this because you can't um, just say that thing. No. That's all okay. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> all right. Ready? Three, three two... two one, one. amiibo functionality okay. <laughs> come so on when, man when Sh- no, no 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 i don't mean like in a sexual way i just mean like when shiggy steps on one they should go splat because i but he wouldn't do but, that well, not on purpose <laughs> i've been playing titanfall and it's just really satisfying when you step on a human and your titan is like Okay. All right. You know That's what I mean? Fair. Like they turn into, um, and they wouldn't be like gory. It'd just be like a little splat, and, and there's like a little. You're blue, right. And we already have stain. this robust. We have this robust physics engine. We just take advantage of that. That's easy enough. We just animate every particle of uh, viscera inside his body, and then just release those. Right. <laughs> Ew. No, that's dumb. A little red stain because he's a little red man. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. May, okay how about and this? How obviously, about this? They're, they're not for Wario. It would be you yellow. Step on them and they're like, oh no, and they turn into like a little, <laughs> little red stain, and then they come back up. They're like, boink. You know what I mean? They pop, they back, pop back up. up. Okay. Or how about? Or his okay, hat. No, I his got hat, it. He squashes down into his no. hat like one of those little poppets. You know, like, <laughs> like a like a Looney Tunes bit. No, Glenn, I had an idea. Here's what we do. Um, it we make this a gameplay feature where if you step on a Mario or a Luigi okay. or a Waluigi or okay. a Wario, they go into their smaller form, you know, like the pre yeah, okay. mushroom form, and then they can do even smaller things. Okay, okay. So you have to have a balance between your talls and your smalls. I like that. If we do have them go inside the hat, then they could be like mm-hmm. little pucks that you could kick around. Like the, you could have the other Mario's like like <laughs> flick them, and they like. It, so that's like there's like a there's like a crack in the floor, yeah. and so you have to kick a Mario. And it's like shuffleboard. It's side. like shuffleboard where you like hit one with another one, and it like bounces them in the right direction. I like that. And then yeah. you, maybe you you can command them to all come back up or something like that. That's how we do. That's how we do the puzzles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, this started out as a shit post, but it actually turned into something really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amiibos. I think it's important. So to... You can have your other fun, fun friends and characters be other little followers, like with different powers. That um, I don't like. No, that's pay that to might win. be it's pay to win, and it would be difficult to program. So instead, what you could do is another texture swap and just have you know, uh, just Mario, but he's brown like Donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that would fit. Yeah, all right, that's nice. Or what if even what if what if 
you know, <sighs> amiibos aren't selling that great. Yeah. Because they their functionality is limited, yeah. you know they they kind of they exist for Smash Bros. and then for the rest of the games they don't do much except for aesthetics. Right. So what if we make it so that this needs amiibos? What if it's like a Toys to Life game and you need 128 Mario okay, amiibos yeah. before you can even play the game? Well, some levels you just can't beat if you don't have the right amiibos. Right, exactly. And so obviously, you know, you could just do it with 128 classic Mario originals, or you you get, you know, um, and that's where the variety comes in, because it's whatever Amiibos you have, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, highlighting diversity. That's like the mm. key to uh, popularity. It's, uh, it's, it's Metroid. It's like the Samus armor, but it's clearly just wrapped around his like flesh. Yeah. Yeah. We need zero suit Samus. Okay, for that one, we can make Mario a little bit thicker. That wouldn't be no, too difficult. Well, how about we put that one over the over the Wario texture? Okay, so the it's, Wario model. So yeah, it's yeah. wider. <laughs> Do we, you know, I was going to say we should, uh, we should try to name this, but we have such a good name already. It feels it would be a waste to not keep 128, you know? Uh, yeah, Super Mario 128. Yeah, that's it. How about... Is it? Hmm. It might be a little deceitful. How about Super Mario Two? Just because. Seven. <laughs> well, okay. I like where you're going with that. How about it's um because it's the number of Mario's is the number of Mario amiibos you own. It's instead Super Mario, however many you like. Super Mario X, where X is the number of amiibos you own. And then that's like the tagline. No, that's the full title. That's the full title. Okay. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I mean it would sell. It's catchy. Uh, Mario's a hot commodity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mario's a hot commodity and a hot plumber. All right, you're embarrassing me in front of Mr. Miyamoto San, so I'm pressing the button. We're going I'm forward going in time again. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we're on we're on lockdown because I've been missing for. Well, you know what? You know what? We no, go back to no, exactly I put you time. back exactly where you left. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not irresponsible. Right, um, but I am wearing different clothes. <laughs> I swapped. Uh, I'm wearing no. the, the t-shirt with a uh, Super Mario 128 on it because in this universe that we've now created, it exists. Yeah. And also, I guess we've just created the functionality of swapping real people's textures, so. If you want, you know, you could look like Mario. Yeah, yeah. Just stretched over your human flesh. I could just, um, well, I'd have to buy an amiibo first. Hmm. You don't have a Mario? And then just swallow that hole, and then I would look like Mario. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, folks, that will be the show. So if you want to reach out to us, uh, our email is developmentheaven at gmail.com. Yeah. If you like the show, let us know. Uh, you can do so by our email or on Twitter at devhevpod. Uh, Glenn, thank you for the intro music. That song is called Bird. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, we have it linked in the description. Also linked are Matthew Innie and Natalie Quick. Matthew did our various logos, and Natalie did some great work on our cover, so thank you to them, and thank you to you for listening. And if you want, uh, feel free to leave a review in your podcatcher, whatever streaming service you use for podcasts. Uh, it really does help, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll read your reviews on the on the show, so you know, get creative. 
we didn't get any <laughs> we didn't get any new ones this week well i'm just yeah so they leave more yeah this is your fault mm. not you vincent but the listener i'm hurt i'm hurt anyway i know it wasn't for me you're hurt for them but it doesn't it doesn't make it sting any less you know you know what you sent me to prison so Get over it, man. <laughs> Jesus. I'll get over it when you bust me out of here.